You guys are always asking me, Liz, what the heck do you do on your long runs? And Kate has recently converted me to Audible. With Audible, I'm able to combine my two favorite pastimes, running and learning. If that isn't the most Alyssa thing, I don't know what is. I know, right? So Audible has helped carry me many, many miles with audiobooks and podcasts. And the best thing about it is I'm able to download them directly to my phone and listen to them while I'm offline, running through the woods in the middle of nowhere with no cell service. And since I have a reading list approximately as high as I am tall, there's no other way I'd be able to consume so much with how busy I am. That's exactly why I love Audible. I've been a member for years now because I honestly cannot read enough books if I have to sit down to read them all. Audible has been a godsend because I can listen to audiobooks while I'm cooking, working out, or walking my pup Rocky, but my favorite way to use Audible is as I'm going to sleep, and you guys, I recently found out that Audible has bedtime stories narrated by none other than Nick Jonas and Tony Shalhoub, who you may know as the character Monk. Their voices are like so perfectly sultry and like they really guide you off to sleep. It's incredible. So every month, members get one credit to pick any title, no matter the cost, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection, and access to daily news digest and guided meditation programs, dare I say, by no other than the Pete Diddy himself. If that doesn't scream littlest meditation, I don't know what does. The Audible app is available on all smartphones and tablets, and you can download titles to listen offline anywhere and anytime. You can start listening today with a 30-day trial. You get one title plus two Audible originals for free when you visit audibletrial.com slash messymiddle. That's audibletrial.com slash M-E-S-S-Y-M-I-D-D-L-E. Welcome back to Coach Carmichael Chats. Today, I want to talk about mindfulness and meditation. And I know that that is not everyone's favorite cup of tea, but if you're a skeptic, I encourage you just to listen to at least the first half of this episode because I used to be a skeptic too. I used to think that meditation especially was woo-woo and spiritual and maybe even religious, and I honestly just did not vibe with that. And it took me a long time to really understand what being mindful meant and how that could look and that it didn't have to be a strict meditation, even though I do practice that now. So I want to offer you maybe a different look into mindfulness than you've seen previously and see if there's some type of practice here that would really benefit you. Because mindfulness is simply attending to the present and just being involved in what's happening in the here and now. Because so many of us are so worried about the future. I mean, hello, anxiety. Do we all have it in 2020? I think especially. So if you can just imagine that if you weren't always constantly worried about the future or reliving past mistakes, that you would be more mindful and you would be less anxious as a result. And you might just enjoy life and stress a little less and sleep a little bit better. All you have to do to practice mindfulness is simply engage in the present moment more often. And so this can be really intentional. You can, you know, do some breathing exercises every now and then, but you can just be more present in some of the things that you're already doing during the day. And this doesn't have to cause a big disruption in your routine. So I'm going to give you some of my favorite ways to practice mindfulness just during my day. And maybe some of these will resonate with you. 
The first one is mindful bathing, which I know sounds weird, but stick with me here for a moment. The shower is probably the only place we go nowadays without our phones. And of course, if you are constantly engaging with the internet or with messaging or what have you on your phone, then you are not engaging with what is going on around you. So while you're in the shower, you can attend to different senses. So the first could be focusing on physical sensations. So perhaps you feel and you find appreciation for the warm water that's running down, or you notice the textures of your hair as you shampoo. You can also notice sounds like the running water or the smells of soaps, or you can attend to your visual sensations and watch as the water trickles down and maybe swirls around and goes down the drain. So if you find your mind wandering from the present moment, maybe you start thinking about your to-do list or something of the sort, just guide yourself back to one of your senses. The next everyday situation that we can practice mindfulness in is when we are eating a meal. Because let's be honest, when was the last time that you had a meal that was free of distractions? That was not while you were working, the TV wasn't on, your phone was not in your hand, right? We rarely enjoy a meal and just attend to the wonderful taste that we're experiencing. So practicing mindfulness while eating can just be a great way to experience your food and even notice feelings of satisfaction more easily. So this is especially important if you are considering dieting or maybe you are just simply trying to be more intuitive with your eating. You're going to be much more likely to pick up on those signals if you're attending to the present. So my recommendations for mindful eating include taking your time. So eating without a schedule, and then of course putting away distractions, so no phone, TV, or computer, and you're really just going to devote your attention to your meal. Ideally, you're sitting at a table so that you can plate your food and make the meal an enjoyable visual experience as well. Maybe you even want to light a candle and just set the mood. Of course, during your actual meal, you're going to focus on the taste and maybe the texture of the food. And any sense that is bringing more to the experience of your meal. Our next mindfulness practice is during movement, which is my favorite. So, of course, when you're thinking about mindful movement, one of the first things that comes to mind is yoga, which is great. It's a mind-body practice, and it often cues you to focus on your breath or match your movement to your breathing. But nearly any activity can be mindful as long as we attend to the present. So I love mindful walking as an example. When I was working in the office before uh, we were staying at home, I would often get out of the office and just go on a little walk around the block. And it helped, you know, clear my mind and focus on the present and just break up my day. So I love mindful walking. You can focus on the physical sensations of your walk, feeling your feet in contact with the ground, or you can pay attention to the pace of your breath. You can also attend to specific sights. So play a little game of I spy on your walk. You can also pay attention to different sounds and smells that you notice. I often encourage that you take your mindful walk without listening to music so that you can really just cue into 
the environmental sounds happening around you. And if you feel your mind wandering away from the present, you can guide it back to a sensation or you can use a mantra. So one that's really common with a mindful walk would be thinking right left as you take each step. One of my absolute favorite ways to engage in mindfulness is to create what I like to call moments of pause. So essentially between tasks, you just take a moment where you just attend to the present. So some opportune moments um, might be before you begin work. So maybe you sit down at your desk, you're ready to open your computer, and before you log on or do anything, you just take a moment, check in with your breath, see how you're doing, notice how you feel, notice the sights around you, whatever you want to attend to that exists in the present moment. Another opportunity for moments of pause could be as you exit your car. So whenever you arrive to a new location before you get out, just check in with yourself. And then I also like to use moments of pause to encourage me to drink more water (laughs) throughout my day. So I'll often take a moment of pause and I'll end it by taking a drink of water before I return back to whatever I'm doing. These moments of pause can be especially important for checking in with our emotions You know, how do you feel if you completed a task? Is it worth a moment of appreciation or celebration? Are you fully ready to devote yourself to the next thing on your list? So checking in with your emotionality is often what we miss throughout the day. And then when we get home and we get into bed, we suddenly realize we have all of this pent up stress and anxiety about just how busy and hectic our day was. So these moments of pause are really important to check in with how you're feeling because sometimes we can just make small adjustments so they don't build upon each other. So maybe you check in and you noticed you're feeling stressed and you're not quite ready to go on to that next task. Well, maybe that's where you intervene and you say, you know what, I'm going to go take a little walk. Or maybe I'm just going to talk to my office mate for five minutes. Or maybe I'm going to call my mom because I meant to do that this week and I haven't taken a pause to notice that I've missed our call, right? So check in with your emotions, see what would help you continue on in a way that feels better than if you just kept moving on in that hustle and bustle. So now that we've covered some mindfulness practices for our day-to-day lives, I want to zoom in on an intentional practice of meditation. And this is where a lot of people will tell me, "Mm, yeah, meditation is not for me. Maybe I'll try some of that other mindfulness stuff, but I'm not good at meditation. Or I'm not really good at clearing my mind, and I don't exactly know how I'm supposed to do that. Or I tried meditation, and honestly, all of these negative, horrible thoughts kept bombarding my brain, and I just felt really overwhelmed and stressed, and it was a negative experience for me. And I think that a lot of these negative experiences with meditation stem from some maybe unrealistic expectations regarding what meditation is supposed to look like and what successful meditation is. So I want to first state that my goal of meditation is simply to bring awareness to my present self. That means noticing the thoughts that I'm having. Maybe I ground myself in my breath because that's always present. And importantly, I focus on non-reactivity or non-judgment. 
when it comes to noticing my thoughts. So sometimes a thought will pop into my head that I don't really love or jive with. And instead of going, oh my God, why did I think that? Or, oh my God, why am I even having thoughts at all? Or, gosh, I'm just the worst. And then spiraling into all of this self-criticism, I take a step back. I don't own my thoughts and I just let them pass by. And that is the goal of meditation for me is to just know that I have thoughts that sometimes I don't love, but I don't have to own them. They don't have to be my thoughts. And this is where I think people can get confused. How are your thoughts not your thoughts? So we all have conscious thinking that we use to, you know, perform mental work, right? But there's this layer of subconscious activity that is always happening that we don't really notice. And the point of meditation is to bring those thoughts to light. So the first time you sit down for meditation, you might notice all of these things that have just been running in the background the whole time. And here's a couple of ways that might help you think about how these thoughts are not your thoughts. Number one, uh, I love this example. I've heard it from Tony Robbins. I know we have mixed opinions about him. That's fine. He says, how many of you have ever thought, I am going to kill that person? A lot of us probably have, right? A lot of us in a moment of frustration have probably thought, I'm going to seriously murder them. But how many of you like ran and locked yourself inside a closet because you were actually worried that that was going to happen? You were going to become a murderer. That didn't happen because you didn't believe that thought. It was just something that came into your brain, right? Another example, I am telling you right now not to think of a pink elephant. What's the first thing your brain did, of course, was think of a pink elephant. You couldn't control that. You had no choice in what your brain dictated at that moment. So we don't have to own every thought that comes into our head. And when we remove ownership of this, it makes such a big difference. Because I truly believe that who we are as a being, you know, sometimes in religious practices, we call it our, our spirit, who we are deep inside would not say horrible shit to ourselves all the time. But if you stop and you notice in meditation, you often find that there's just some horrible stuff that you are saying to yourself and it's running in the background. And if we don't pay attention to that, we are letting ourselves hear that subconsciously all the time. You're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not smart enough. You can't do this right. You can't do this at all. And if we don't sit with those thoughts and disengage our belief in them, then that's when they can rule our lives. So meditation is about noticing. Maybe even that brings up something that you need to reframe and work on, but not reacting to it, not judging yourself for having those thoughts because we all have negative thoughts. So in a meditation, my recommendations for if you are starting new is that you try a guided meditation. So you have somebody walk you through what you should focus on. Start slow. Don't try to meditate for 30 minutes for your first time, right? And remove those expectations. You're not doing meditation poorly if you have a busy mind. Sometimes it's just noticing that our mind is going wild all the time. 
that's good information to have. Sometimes successful meditation may just be sitting with your thoughts without reacting or trying to change them. I often like to equate our thoughts to waves in an ocean. Sometimes a wave can be high and come in quick, and other times it can be slow and low, relaxed. But there's no wrong way for a wave to be. It's just a wave, and your thoughts are going to be like waves in meditation. They may come in differently every time. They may come in fast or slow. There may be lots. There may be a little. But there is no wrong way for your thoughts to exist in meditation. So I hope this chat has been helpful in identifying different ways that you can be mindful throughout your day and reframing what a practice of meditation looks like and what you can expect. Because I honestly believe that when we check into the present moment, when we notice how we're feeling, we can begin to take better care of ourselves. That means when we notice that we're a little bit stressed or overworked, We can respond appropriately to help rejuvenate and restore us. When we notice that our anxiety has really gotten out of hand, we can deal with it instead of letting it fester until we have no way to cope. We can notice those bullshit beliefs that are in our subconscious and reframe them to a new truth. There are so many incredible benefits to a mindful practice whether it's a very intentional engagement with meditation or yoga, or it's just simply that effort to be present more throughout your day, you will experience some phenomenal shifts in your mindset, I promise. So before today's chat is over, I want to leave you with a guided meditation that you can listen to now or you can save for a later date. So we are going to first hear a word from our sponsors. So while that's playing, go ahead and find yourself a comfortable position. You can be seated, lying, standing, whatever you want. And when we return, we are going to take ourselves to the beach. Are you confused about what supplements you should actually be taking? In a world full of juice cleanses, detox teas, fancy promises, it can really be hard to trust anything. But high quality supplements when dosed appropriately can actually help support your fitness goals. And that's why I use Legion. I've been using Legion supplements since the beginning of this year. And after years of never really fully committing to one single brand due to lack of transparency in their labeling, unnecessary fluff, or just reporting things as blends and not knowing what's actually my product, I finally found a solid science-based product line that fits my supplementing needs. Legion's products are 100% naturally sweetened, and my favorite part, they are fully transparent in their labeling, and they use dosages that are actually backed with what the science says you need to be effective and support your fitness goals. And not the least amount you can get away with, and not just labeling as blends, but fully transparently telling you what's in your product and why they dosed it that way. And this is huge because it lets you know exactly what you're taking and if it's actually going to be effective, and then you can know what's going into your body. My personal favorites are their cinnamon cereal whey. Yes, it tastes as good as it sounds. The mocha cappuccino plant protein. Pulse, their pre-workout, which comes in non-stimulant or caffeinated stimulant based. And Recharge, the recovery blend, which also gives me the creatine I need to move weights well in the gym. Legion offers 100% money back guaranteed if you're not happy with their products. And you can save 20% off your first order today with our code MESSYMIDDLE at checkout. That's M-E-S-S-Y. M-I-D-D-L-E at checkout to save 20% today. If you haven't already, let's find a comfortable position. 
somewhere where you can settle in, making sure that your posture is not too tense or too rigid, just allowing yourself to be in whatever position feels comfortable to you. We're going to start by just noticing what is going on around us. You can start with sights, looking around the room. Maybe you want to attend to a noise that you hear outside of your window. Maybe you want to pay attention to how the fabric of the clothing that you're wearing feels against your skin. Just noticing, appreciating our senses, attending to things that we wouldn't normally. And when you're ready, we'll slowly begin to close the eyes. And we can bring awareness to our breath. Our breath is ever-present, is always there, and you can use your breath to focus on when you feel your mind wandering away from the present moment. Some might find it helpful to count your breaths as you inhale and exhale, starting from 10, we can count down to one. In today's meditation, I want to use a practice of visualization to bring you a little vacation in your day. So we are gonna head to the beach and in your mind's eye, I want you to picture a nice, white, sandy beach, and the weather is perfect. The sand is warm. You love curling it and crunching it between your toes as you walk down the beach towards the ocean. The wind brings a soft, cool breeze and you can smell the salty sea. You can choose to approach the water's edge if you'd like. You notice the change in texture of the sand as it becomes wet and cooler. And maybe you let a wave catch your toes The water is a perfect cooling temperature on this warm, sunny day. You stand there on the beach with your toes in the sand or at the water's edge. And you feel the breeze on your skin, the breath in your body. You feel joyful, happy, at peace. Take a moment to enjoy the beach in whatever way feels best to you.
If you feel your mind wandering, gently guide it back to your breath or to the imaginary sensations that you're experiencing on your beach vacation. When you're ready, walking your way a little further up the beach, you see a long beach towel and umbrella that's been laid out just for you. You sit or lie down on the towel, just appreciating the view, the lovely weather, and that feeling that you have of being whole blissful, joyful. You sit in that feeling of pure peace. And as you notice any intruding thoughts, you let them come up and wash away, just like the waves on the shore. Not paying attention to them, not running away with them, just noticing and letting them go. Let's slowly begin to bring our awareness back to the present moment. Maybe you'd like to visualize yourself 
leaving the beach, walking away and glancing over for one last view. And as we exit the beach, keeping with us that sense of peace, feeling all of our muscles relaxed, at ease, free of tension. Noticing how we feel in our bodies right now. We'll slowly begin to wiggle the toes, create some small movements in our body. Maybe we want to roll the ankles, the wrists, slowly creating bigger movements Maybe even reaching our arms overhead for a nice big stretch. Gently opening our eyes and returning now to our day, having just experienced the most lovely vacation that we could package in 10 minutes. I hope you all take a feeling of love and light into your day. Thank you for listening. Remember to live well, demand better, and stay messy.